0: Welcome into the Galloway Podcast, episode 16. Today is Thursday, May 16th. I'm your host, William Galloway, here for another episode of Quality podcasting, and this one is with some quality people. Um, Today, tonight, tomorrow, whenever you're going to listen to this, I hope you enjoy it because I've got um, a great lineup of of guests. Uh, This is going to be a little bit longer one, as you can tell, by looking at the minute count. However, you should listen to every waning second because every single second is high-quality content. Um, So we're talking with... uh, Ian Stone and Matt Lewis, who are two of the three co-founders of Head Coach Tees. I don't know if you all have ever heard of their company, but I'll explain a little bit more in a bit. Uh, and then have a little segment. I guess I'll call it Shooting the Breeze with John Isaac Stafford. Uh, many of you who listened to episode 14 know who John Isaac is, a good friend of mine from Alabama. We're catching up. We're talking about uh, Coach Nate Oates. We're talking about the NBA Draft Lottery. Talking about uh, probably everything under the sun. I mean, we covered such a variety of topics, and uh, a lot of it was not according to script. And it was a great conversation. So I really hope you enjoy hearing from John Isaac. And. Uh, we're going to wrap things up by talking to Luke Ratliff, Alabama. Uh, super fan and leader of Crimson Chaos, the student section organization at the University of Alabama. Luke is actually uh, as we make this podcast on his way from his home in South Carolina to Tuscaloosa to watch Alabama softball play in the NCAA tournament um, in the sub-regionals on Friday. Excuse me, he's playing in regionals on Friday. Uh, so he's Making that trip back to Tuscaloosa as we record the podcast. And so, uh, Head Coach T's with Ian Stone and Matt Lewis, two of their three co founders, John Isaac Safford and then Luke Ratliff. Um, great conversation with Head Coach T's guys. Head Coaching T, guys. Um, excuse me. They are. They started this company a couple years ago when they were in college. Uh, three now former Alabama students, they all graduated Alabama within the last two years. Um, they started this company, and you're going to hear more about what they did to start it and kind of their mission, uh, their 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 what and their why is, is, is really cool, and uh, y'all are going to enjoy hearing from them on that. Uh, John Isaac and I, like I said, we covered just about every topic under the sun, but really kind of focusing on uh, basketball and what's going on at the college level, um, especially with Alabama, and especially in the NBA, talking about the draft lottery that took place earlier this week. Luke and I had a great conversation. Um, he's a funny guy. You should follow him on Twitter as well as John Isaac, and the head coaching team guys, um, you know, if you know. Luke, if you follow him on Twitter, you know we're going to talk about everything under the sun. So really hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Uh, This is the Galloway Podcast. I'm your host, William Galloway. You can follow me on Twitter at WM underscore Galloway. I really, really, really would uh, appreciate any and all feedback you have. Um, You know, questions, comments, concerns, anything, any recommendations for the future. Um, And so, without further ado, let's get this going. Uh, The Galloway Podcast, we're going to start it off with Head Coach Tease with Ian Stone and Matt Lewis. Joining the Galloway Podcast now are two of the co-founders of Head Coach Tease, Ian Stone and Matt Lewis. Uh, Drake Grisham, the third co-founder, could not join over the phone line here on the Galloway Podcast, but we're happy to have Ian and Matt on um, to learn more about their product and uh, to give you guys an insight kind of on, on their journey from starting their company and to where they are now and where they're going in the future. So, Ian and Matt, how you guys doing?
1: We're good, man. We're good. Doing good this morning. Thank you for having us. Yeah, we're pumped to be on the Galloway Project, baby.
0: Galloway podcast. That's it. That's it. Um, well, I'm excited to talk to you guys because y'all have a really, really unique product, and uh, I just want to learn more about it. I want the listeners to hear about it and um, cultivate some business, but also kind of see where you guys are headed in the future because it looks like this product product is on the up and up. So, um, Ian, tell us more about head coaching teas and kind of how it started.
1: Yeah, so head Coach Tees started with a group of us. It was just it was more of a hobby at first. And then it started out with like about five of us, but then only three of us really wanted to take it serious and move it forward. Um, So it was just bit by bit. Us learning a lot, a lot of YouTube, a lot of LinkedIn, a lot of Gary Vaynerchuk, and really learning how to start a company uh, out of nothing while in school. And from there, we kind of just got more professional in the way that we did things. Um, And our network continued to grow. So, Matt. Yeah, and then the product of the, the company, so the mission came from Ian's a big fan
2: of Tom's and everything they do is buy one, give one. Yeah, Blake McCoskey. He wanted to incorporate that into what we did, so he said, you know, why don't we partner with a coach and donate 10% to his uh, foundation, since uh, almost all coaches have their either their own foundation or what right, they support right. Um, and that was really what set it, set it off, set it in motion was like, okay, we got a product, but now we also have a mission behind the product that we can believe in. And that's what makes you, that's what motivates you. That's what gets you to work is the mission, not the product.
0: And tell us a little bit more, Matt, about the product. So you sell uh, if you look on your website, headcoachtees.com, com, and you can follow them on social media on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at headcoachtees. Tell us a little bit about the product and kind of how the uh, the idea of the coach's face came to be on your T-shirt.
2: So the product was definitely the first thing that came about uh, back when it was <clears throat> first started. We started with uh, a bunch of coaches. And we were selling to friends. And then we realized, you know, you can't just use anyone you want. You have to be partnered with them. You have to have agreements. So we stopped selling all of our shirts. And then our first coach that we partnered with was Coach Clark. And the way we partnered with them is, you know, hey, we'll donate 10% of this sale of your shirt to um, your foundation. He chose the Excellence Foundation of UAB. And... In return, you let us use your likeness. So that's really how it uh, how it works. Where the idea came from, and then we're also looking into this upcoming season. We're going to be launching our own uh, head coach T's branded apparel, uh, game day apparel, T shirts, stuff like that, with our logo, um, just to branch out even more.
0: Yeah, and uh, so you've got you've got Coach Bill Clark at UAB. Who else do you have? on uh, on Doc right now, but also um, who are you looking to partner with in the future? Yeah, so right now we sell Coach Clark of UAB, Coach Kiffin, FAU, George Kittle, uh, Juszczyk,
2: and Mullins of the 49ers. And we're in the process of designing shirts for a bunch of others. Yeah, Marlon Humphreys. Uh, Marlon Humphreys. Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro. And then
1: uh, we're, we're trying – we're in the works with Coach Pruitt right now at Tennessee. So that – coaches-wise, um, he's the closest one on the radar. But we're really branching out to athletes because athletes are so much easier to get in contact with. And right. they don't have, like – they don't have as much to go through in order to give someone their likeness. But we saw an article yesterday – um, actually saying that college athletes may be able to be paid for their likeness, like not being paid to play, but being paid for their likeness. So in the upcoming season, that could help us out tremendously. Yeah,
0: absolutely. We're talking with Ian Stone and Matt Lewis, two of the three co-founders of Head Coach Tees. Uh, you can see their product on their website, uh, HeadCoachTees.com. Um Ian, tell us uh, about business with Coach Kiffin, because as Matt just said, this this company, I mean, y'all are taking it coast-to-coast, working with the 49ers uh, over on the West Coast, over to the East Coast with Lane Kiffin and FAU. Tell us about how that came about uh, and what it's like to work uh, with Lane Kiffin. Yeah,
1: so Lane Kiffin's been incredible. You know, growing up, a Bama fan. Um, you know, we've, we I've always known of him, and Matt's actually from Boca Raton, and so it's kind of just like a match made in heaven really. Because uh, Drake, our other partner, was a student assistant at Bama for a little bit. And he got to meet a guy named Michael Nicewander who ended up taking a full-time job at FAU. And once we got Coach Clark, we are like, okay, how can we exercise our network as much as possible? Because Drake grew up playing ball, actually played at Bama for a couple years, and then was a student assistant. So we are like, how can we, you know, exercise that? I reached out to Michael Nicewander and... He literally showed Coach Kiffin the shirt. He was like, talk to me after the spring. And the next day, uh, he went up to Michael and was like, hey, I saw, like, saw the shirt. so like, let's do it. And so Coach Kiffin's been huge to us. Um, invited us down there. Got a sideline tickets to the game. Uh, we got a partner with Inky Johnson and his foundation. That's the one that Coach Kiffin decided to choose. And Inky happened to be in town, so we were able to talk to him. And then uh, you know it's just it's been crazy. He he sent shirts to Matt Liner. Matt Liner put us on Fox Sports uh, one day during game day, and it's just been the most fruitful relationship yet. I believe
0: that's so cool. I'm on your website right now, HeadCoachTees.com, looking just at the Kiffin tee, and it's 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 a funny T-shirt, but it also is for a great cause, and so all around it's uh, it's a two thumbs up. But it's just so funny to see. You know, it's just the T-shirt. Coach Kiffin's face with the sunglasses, um, and of course the headset on. It's it's a great look, and uh, it's it. really really cool that y'all can partner with him. And uh, Drake has got some some Clemson connections, I believe as well, That's right?
1: Many, many, many. So um, you know, as you can imagine, Dad was a hard man to get in contact with, but uh, hasn't held us back. We're trying. So we, we met with his agency not long ago in Birmingham. Actually, his lawyers in Birmingham and uh, so hopefully hopefully there's going to be something that comes out of that
0: absolutely we're talking on the Galloway podcast episode 16 with Ian Stone and Matt Lewis two of the three co-founders of headcoachtees.com you can follow them on Twitter Instagram and Facebook guys is there anything else you really want to tell us about your brand any uh you're talking about future plans working on game day gear for the future and stuff like that but uh a little bit more about your mission and, and kind of your inspiration to start this. You've, you've, you know, taken us from there to the future. Is there anything else you guys would like to add?
1: Yeah, I would love to add that, um, you know, I'm sure a lot of people that listen to your podcast are around our age and we always want to encourage people that are also in college that if you have a mission or if there's something you care about, then always find a way to incorporate your principles as a person into the way that you do something. And whether that's school or starting a company, so, just really want to encourage anybody listening that like you can do this too, and that like just always remember who you are, and because things get fuzzy, you know, a lot in business, especially being in school at the same time. So, just remember who you are and incorporate that as much as you can. And for us, that was giving. So, ten um, percent, baby—that's what we're about, and that's what motivates us. And we want Coach Saving. That's <laughs> So that's, that's also what we want
2: people to know. We want code saving. Bring them all.
0: Bring on, bring on all the connections. Matt, what about you?
2: I just want people to know we're here to talk. Like Ian said, you know, you can do this too. We talk to a bunch of people to find out how to do it. Uh, we're here to talk about if you need help with that. We're also here to talk about any ideas you have. Feel free to shoot them our way. Okay. We love to hear them. Um we love to make, you know, a couple shirts for someone if they're doing a little event. We will do that for you. Um,
1: or even like your high school football coach, you know, Spain yeah. Park, something like that. Uh, we're always here. Our email's on our website if you want to get in touch. Right. And if your uncle is a coach or something, just holler. <laughs> yeah.
0: any, any and all connections. Calling any and all connections. I mean, that's a, the high school is, is a great approach because, I mean, you could get – uh, you could pack out a student section full of uh, high school, you know, students, and all, all the they're all wearing either the quarterback shirt or the the coach's shirt or something like that of their likeness, and that's so easy to to get in touch with because you know as long as you follow the whatever the state um the the laws are for you and're know, not compensating the athletes or whatever, which you really don't have to worry about. It, it's, a, it's a great way to get community support and really a fun idea for student sections and stuff like that. So I love that approach, too.
1: Absolutely. And you're raising money for whatever the foundation is. And that, and
0: that 10%, of course, is the key um, to this company, Head Coach Tees. You can visit them on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and their website, HeadCoachTease.com. Dot com, talking with Ian Stone and Matt Lewis, two of the three co-founders. Drake Grisham could not join us. But, guys, thank you so much, and uh, it's really neat to hear more. I know uh, I've, I've talked to you guys in person, but it's really cool to, to talk over the phone and hear more um, in, in every conversation about this product and, and kind of where y'all are headed in the future and what y'all's mission is.
1: Awesome, dude. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having us, dude. Best yeah. of luck with everything. And you got you got new listeners. So
0: Absolutely. Well, well be
1: following you all
0: the way. Head Coach Tees, like I said, Ian Stone, Matt Lewis, and Drake Grisham. You can follow them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Head Coach Tease. You can check out their website, headcoachtees.com So thanks again to Ian and Matt from Head Coach Tease, two recent Alabama grads. Drake graduated in 2018, and so it's good to catch up with those guys and hear a little bit more about their product. I really challenge everyone listening to the Galloway podcast to check them out and uh, and purchase a t-shirt as well, and uh, you know, if you have a Nick Saban connection, let them know, uh, get his uh, permission to use his likeness on their t-shirts, because their company is really on the up and up, and so once again, I really challenge all you guys. Uh, all you listeners, to check them out. They are going places. Um, They're growing um, faster than you would imagine. And so thanks again to Ian and Matt uh, and and Drake for their company and also their insight. And so we move now on the Galloway podcast to our next segment, which will feature John Isaac Stafford. John Isaac came on the podcast uh, about a month ago, I'd say. I think it was episode 14. And uh, we had a great conversation. Now, this week, we're not going to argue biscuits. We're going to argue sports. (laughs) And so, uh, John Isaac Stafford joining the Galloway Podcast up next. Let's get it rolling. William Galloway with John Isaac Stafford on the Galloway Podcast. Our next guest on the Galloway podcast is a familiar voice and a friend of mine, John Isaac Stafford, coming back on the podcast for episode 16. John Isaac, how in the world are you?
3: I am doing fantastic, Galloway. How about you? Uh,
0: You know, I'm I'm pretty good. Uh, I finished summer school yesterday, and so it's nice to check that box.
3: That's, yeah, I uh, heard you did pretty well too, which is a which is great news. Yeah, yeah, you They're know,
0: I, I, I strive for excellence in the classroom, as you know, and uh, <laughs> I, I, I did, I did well for for summer school and for my standards, and uh I, you know, check that box, as I said. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's, it was, it's always great.
3: It's always great to get
0: that out. It that was out uh, of the way. That's out summer. of the way. You know, summer is ahead. There's no school for three full months, and I'm pumped up about that. Um, Where are you calling from?
3: I'm actually calling from Tuscaloosa in my apartment.
0: Ah, very good, very good.
3: um, Later on today, I'm thinking about going to the lake, you know, just doing summer stuff before school starts.
0: It's a Uh, great day, a great day for the lake. School starts
3: in the next couple of
0: weeks. Okay. Okay, okay. How many hours are you taking this summer?
3: I'm taking nine hours,
0: actually. Ah, so you get dining dollars.
3: I do get dining dollars.
0: That's what I hear. That's the rumor. Oh no way! Yeah, I think I'm definitely so. Definitely going to nukes, <laughs> just blowing it all in nukes. Spend spend it all in about uh, a week and a half going to nukes, getting subs and pizza and <laughs> and not salad.
3: Oh yeah, just plant you plan it out. He's like, oh, I'm gonna save all these, and then you look two weeks later, and, and
0: you're like, why have, spent, why have I spent? Why have I spent seventy five dollars? Yep. Yeah, the uh, the club with no lettuce and no tomato is is my go to at Nukes. The club
3: is good, but I'm gonna have to say I'm a I'm a Nukes Q guy.
0: Okay, the Q's not bad. The Q's not bad. It's growing on me, but I've gotten the same thing there since I was like ten. I've only gotten the Q like once or twice. you
3: uh, you gotta switch it up every once in a while, Gal. Um,
0: that's you know I like to I like to stick with my bread and butter, what I know. But uh, when I was introducing you uh, before we started the phone call, I did say we're not gonna argue about food and. Uh, We're going to talk about sports, so let's get down to it. Um, Wait, actually, no, no, no. Let's not get down to it. Let's keep shooting the breeze. John Isaac, I golfed yesterday. How's your golf game?
3: My golf game, Uh, it is actually not great. It never has been that great ever since probably junior year of high school. It has only gone down from there, unfortunately.
0: Well, I never had a golf game to begin with, but I have clubs, and so, you know, it's good to have one of those things, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I played yesterday with Daniel Kell, and uh, if he's listening to this podcast, um, if you gave me a 10-stroke handicap, I would have lost to him by probably still 5 to 10 strokes. <laughs> um, but no, I did, I parred 18 at Birmingham, and uh, we oh. played we played 9 holes yesterday, and on my own, I parred uh, hole 18, which... Not only, you know, it was a great way to end the, the nine holes of golf, but also, you know, there's people sitting up there on the pool deck or in the clubhouse, and they're looking at people in the green. And I finished with a par, and uh, that was the most impressive part. So, yeah, you know, those those, uh, those
3: those holes are always the most nerve-wracking when you think people are watching you, but in reality they're probably not. They're
0: probably but they, not, <laughs> but you, you can definitely feel them, like, scouring and, like, staring you down, and oh, that's what you think.
3: Like, it feels like the 18th hole at Augusta.
0: Exactly. And and I I mean I was Tiger yesterday on 18. And so, you know, what LT Tigre. LT Tigre. Wait, let's 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 kick it off with that. Let's talk about uh let's talk a big about the big tournament this weekend and uh and being the uh PGA, you know, is Tiger going to win? Um it's up at Bethpage up in New York, isn't it? Yeah, I think so.
3: Um I don't know. I don't I honestly remember the last time I heard of Tiger playing at Bethpage. I don't really know his history with the course that well. Yeah, I'm gonna
0: see if I can pull that up on PGA.com. But uh, I think he's he's he is the favorite, but probably just because he won the Masters.
3: Yeah, but I, I hope he does. I hope he wins it. Either him, and I've become I'm a big Bryson DeChambeau fan.
0: Yeah. So the uh, yeah at Bethpage Black in uh, Farmingdale, New York. Taking place this week, the PGA Championship. That is, uh, oh, it's going on right now. It's uh, today's Thursday, and so it is going on. Brooks Kepka is is uh, six hundred through fifteen. Um, Tommy Brooks Kepka. Brooks Kepka. He's a, uh, you know, you can never judge anything at eleven thirty Central Time on a Thursday of a golf tournament, but uh, Kepka yeah. can definitely make some noise this weekend. Um,
3: sure. there's also, also, that tournament, uh, uh, Alabama player, former Alabama player Justin Thomas, he uh he's not playing in it after winning it last year. Yeah, he
0: had to uh he had to pull out, correct?
3: Because of his yes. because of his wrist. Was it his wrist? Uh, I'm not sure why, to be honest. I just saw that he posted on an Instagram and uh, Twitter yeah. about well, it. Well he, he is
0: he, he is out, but that's the uh that's our less than expertise um analysis on the PGA. <laughs> I've got I've got Tiger. You got Tiger? And then that was talking golf with William and John yeah, Isaac. Yeah, I probably got Tiger. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're not we're we're obviously not going to root against him. You know, we're rooting everyone's rooting for him. yeah. Um, and so that'll be uh that's this weekend. Bethpage Black, check it out. PGA Tour, um, the PGA Championship this weekend at Bethpage Black. That is William and, William and John Isaac talking golf. That was that was improvised. Yeah. I'd say we did we did pretty well there. Yeah, that wasn't bad. I didn't have that in my notes. Um, John Isaac, you watch Game of Thrones. I do watch Game of Thrones. Okay, I don't. Give that, me yeah, that's un, that's unfortunate. Give me two reasons why I should watch Game of Thrones.
3: Um, I don't know. It's just a really good storyline, and it's just. It's really the writing. The script is my favorite part. Well, maybe not in the later seasons, but the earlier seasons. It's just like masterful writing.
0: Okay. I can in
3: everything. F- they they bring stuff back from, you can't even remember, from season one or two. They bring it back in season eight. You know, it's stuff like that. It keeps you on your toes.
0: That's fair. That's very fair. Um, I, I don't think I will watch it, but... You know, it is, it is a cult, and I will, I will keep harassing it online, um, as, I, as I do. But that was also improvised. Hey, let's get down to what we were going to talk about. We're going to kick it off with Nate Oates. I say kick it off. We've been talking for 10 minutes. Um, let's talk about Nate Oates getting paid. So we're talking with John Isaac Stafford here on the Galloway Podcast, a well-known and established um, guest on the show. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at J.I. Stafford18, I believe, and uh, let's let's That's talk about correct. that is correct. Let's talk about Nate Oats getting paid. Uh, Michael Costa Grande uh, released the information yesterday um, about his contract being approved by Alabama on and the numbers are his it's a it's a five year contract for Coach Oates and it's two point four five million a year plus uh twelve thousand annual expense account and he was paid a little more than $800,000 a year at Buffalo. Alabama also paid his, uh, his Buffalo buyout, and uh, Avery Johnson was making $2.9 million a year before um, parting ways, we'll say, with Alabama in March. But, John Isaac, what are your impressions of two point four five a year for Nate Oates who finished fourth in the AP coaching poll of the year, the coach of the year in the coaching poll last year?
3: Well, uh, yep, this past week he did. He secured the bag, that's for sure. But <laughs> he got
0: he gets, that bread.
3: He did get the bread. But I don't know, it's just, it's good. I don't like the numbers. I mean, especially with other, as we're going to talk about later, other spots opening up, just to go ahead and lock them down for the, these five years. And I think uh, at the end of the five years we're going to look back and just that it's going to be worth it. The two point two, whatever the number is per year, it's going to be well worth it for for coaches.
0: And if uh, if he really pans out as expected to be, you know, a great coach and leader for this program, as a lot of Alabama fans have high expectations, um, you know, we could be saying in a couple years that while you know he might he can get contract, you know, renewals and all that and get more money, but we might be saying, wow, we only paid him $2.45 million a year at the beginning. He, you know, he could be well worth more uh, in the future. But also, you know, if, if, if he doesn't get the job done in the SEC, which is, I will say, the best conference in college basketball now, um, and Alabama fans aren't happy, which it, it sounds weird saying this before he's even played a game, coached a game. Um, you know, that, that amount might not be what, you know, every Avery Johnson was definitely not worth two point yeah. nine million, we can $2. say after four years of him. Yeah, it's instead of dang, we only paid him
1: two point two million and if uh, unfortunate it happens, you know, right.
3: dang, we paid him two point four million or you know. His uh think, go ahead. I think he's gonna be a great guy. Which I'm just excited for it. I just every single time I see him or um, any of the assistants like or retweet something on Twitter, I'm just like, all right, this is going to be good. Right. I just have the feeling. I, I can feel it in my bones.
0: They've offered more five stars, and I think he's been here for two months now. In in two months, they've offered more five stars in the 2020 and 2021 class than I think Avery Johnson would have offered five stars total in you know three or in a three or four year span because. You know, Coach Oach knows he's not going to get all those guys, but you're not going to get them if you don't offer them in the first place. And yeah, so no, he's – it's not like he's shooting for the stars either. It's like Alabama will be a good program um, and a place that, that recruits will want to come. And so he's getting those offers out there as to where the previous staff would only offer, you know, select people. Um, and, and most for the most part they would get those people. But Alabama, you know, is, is went after I think it was Don Maker's cousin or his brother. And uh, yeah, and all all these players, they're Alabama's just just uh shooting shots like they're Auburn from behind the three point line. Sorry for the reference.
3: Yeah, I'm not I'm not feeling that one, Galloway. Uh, we don't need to talk about Auburn basketball here on this uh podcast. We don't.
0: We don't, but we can talk about Daniel Purfoy in his comments. He he came out with some more comments the other day about the uh the final four and what happened there. He was he was talking, I think it was Brandon Marcello tweeted, uh, yeah, Auburn's Daniel Purfoy opened up about the final four uh, and how Texas Tech players told Auburn they wanted anyways, all this. On a Fortnite Twitch streaming, Daniel Purfoy said, quote, they cheated us. Okay, first of all, let's not go there because your credibility is taken away when you say something and you are quoted on Fortnite streaming on Twitch <laughs> like like what you what you say on there shouldn't matter should John Isaac should I quote you on on if you twi- twitched and I, I don't even know what to say right here this this is just dumb
3: yeah i'm just tired of this
0: guy honestly they they cheated us get all the, get back to your stupid Fortnite game and you're, I think he's probably playing with like a 15 year old who's like yeah they cheated us and then the guy like I, this is dumb this is moving on i we can we can talk about this later back to the coach Nate Oates uh Antoine Petway um he got a raise as well um his 2 year contract will he will now make 325,000 uh, dollars a year for 2 years um last year his salary was 281,000 um and so he gets a bump up as well. Good for Petway, and this is—I yeah, think this well, is his fourth head coach to uh, be an assistant under at Alabama.
3: Yeah, well deserved for Petway. He's always been one of the better recruiters I've thought in the SEC, and even in the nationwide, or yeah. the nationwide scale. But yeah, it was, well deserved.
0: It was just good for Coach Oates to keep somebody on staff that knows the area, knows the region, knows the recruits, the guys that they want to get. Um, and so, congratulations to him. He—that's well deserved. Uh, and that's a significant bump, you know, forty thousand oh, dollars.
3: Yeah. If he would have got rid of, if he would have got rid of Petway, yeah, all hell would have broken loose. Yeah. I, I feel like he's very... The
0: Alabama faithful really, really likes Petway. They really like Petway. Um, you know who else they really like is Colin Sexton, and uh, we're talking with John Isaac Stafford here on the Galloway Podcast. You can follow him on Twitter at JI Stafford eighteen. And why I mention um, Sexton is because he was a lottery pick, and uh, the main reason I wanted to to call and catch up with you, John Isaac, was to talk about the uh, the NBA draft and the lottery that took place this week. Um, the I think it was it was Tuesday night, if I'm correct, before the uh, Western Conference Finals on ESPN. And the top ten are the following for the twenty nineteen draft lottery. One uh, New Orleans, two Memphis, three New York, four l a. That's the Lakers, uh, five Cleveland, six Phoenix, seven Chicago, eight Atlanta, nine Washington. And 10, Atlanta, they got that pick from Dallas. So what was your initial reaction to the top 10 in the 2019 NBA Draft Lottery?
3: My initial reaction was I could not believe New Orleans and Memphis made it to the final four first off. With each of them, I think they had, what, a 4% chance to get the number one overall yeah. pick.
0: Yeah, something and not not great. But looking at it, it's it's going to be interesting
2: was, of course, with the obvious number one pick, Zion, going to
3: a small market team who is, well, I guess kind of infamous, not necessarily for failure, making these players worse, but failing to surround franchise players with the players capable for contending with players like Chris Paul and Anthony Davis. And looks like up next we got Zion Williams. <laughs>
0: Zion, Zion's coming to fill those shoes, and Anthony Davis is saying he wants out
3: yeah and I can see where he's coming from too, because I'm not with of course, if they're on the court, you're not getting anything in the paint because they're two just elite defenders, but I don't know how well their styles of play will mesh, and if I was New Orleans, I would seek out as many trade packages for a top pick this year and maybe a couple other pieces for Zion around him for Anthony Davis,
0: yeah what do you I, think, I mean what do you think about trading with the Lakers, if they traded with the Lakers and said, hey, you know, uh, we'll give you Davis, we'll give you Anthony Davis for your pick. And so New Orleans could have like one in four. Is that, is that logical? I mean, does that make sense? Is that is Anthony Davis worth that? Is he worth more? Would you rather have some of the Lakers players?
3: Um, I, I, I think he's worth – their four-pick and, at minimum, two players like a Kuzma or a Brandon Ingram. Yeah, Kuzma's
0: the first name that comes to
2: mind.
3: Yeah, I think if you're going to trade with L.A., you want, at minimum, their number one pick for this year, next year, and, at
0: minimum, two players such as a Kuzma or an Ingram for A.D. It's really going to be interesting to see, you know, where everyone falls. But we kind of know uh, the top three, top four. You know, Zion's going to go to the Pelicans. Uh, Morant is going to go to the Grizz. Uh, R.J. Barrett it's will end jaw up. jaw time. In Memphis. Jaw time in Memphis. Call it. Uh, I, no, I was, I was going to say something, but that was stupid. Um <laughs> I'm biting my tongue on that one. Ja Morant to the Grizz. That's going to be awesome. You're a big Grizzlies fan. How exciting uh, is that to you that Morant's going to be in the powder blue and navy blue?
3: It's going to be a great time to be a Memphis fan here in the next five or so years, five to six years, because they're going to have Ja Morant, who is the the second most exciting person in this draft class.
0: Arguably the best player in the draft.
3: Arguably the best player in the draft, and they're going to have one of the most well-respected, smart, talented, productive point guards in the league, Mike Conley, to uh, to mentor him. Unless they deal him off, which I think that would be a dumb move here this first year. Especially because how I big is Johnny's with
0: how big his contract is.
3: And yeah, John needs someone to learn under with Conley, but also with, in my opinion, the best uh, big man out of last year's draft, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. He
2: is also only, I believe, 19 years old. So
4: that's,
3: they have these two incredible. young pieces to build around. Yeah, and then two young pieces to build around, and they can get other pieces for Conley.
0: Um, you know
3: Boston is in the market for a point guard, so I'm sure they'll be interested
0: yeah, yeah, in Conley. that's for sure. You know, Conley would be – that would be interesting. I'd, I hadn't thought about that. Um, one one thing that a lot of people have been discussing is what's going to happen with the Knicks and uh, is is Kyrie going to end up in New York and um, are they going to take R.J. Barrett, which I think they will. Um, but what, what – where do you see the Knicks shaking out having the third pick and then throughout free agency?
3: Um, with the Knicks, I, I... – I think they select Barrett most likely with the number three pick. It's probably either him, Reddish. And I don't think they'll pick up
1: Garland from Vanderbilt strictly because they're going to send a house at Kyrie Irving. They're going to send everything they have to yeah. try to recruit him to New York. And
3: if that doesn't work, they could possibly I – I saw something about this on uh, a subreddit about trading um, their number three pick for Bradley Beal. Uh, with Washington and them swapping picks and I forgot who else they would trade with them like Dennis Smith Junior to the Wizards or something like that. So that's uh, that's something a little weird that I kinda liked and would be interesting to see happen, but
0: yours they're,
3: they're gonna send everything at Kyrie, draft R J. Probably not get to Kevin Durant, but I think they'll
0: get Kyrie. And and will that will that make any difference for them or will they just kinda be like the Thunder with Paul George, um and Westbrook having two all-stars, you know, you could get Barrett and you could get Kyrie, but can you really contend in the East and and get past the Bucks? Um, probably not.
3: So uh, I mean, they're going to have to do some bit some drastic here. I think
0: And the Raptors of course.
3: Oh yeah, the Raptors. But shout out to my Bucks for getting it done last night.
0: Yeah, NBA playoffs. Let's go there. Um what's what are your thoughts on Eastern and Western Conference Finals?
3: Um I I'm, I'm a- I'm a Bucks fan, a pretty big yeah. one. If I do say so myself, but I think in the Western Conference Finals, it'll be at maximum a five game series. Uh, I, don't I don't think
0: it's. I don't think it's going to be close. The Golden State yeah. could. You know, Portland was one of those teams that just a few short years ago, Golden State was playing in the first round. You know, as, as a seven seed or an eight seed uh, was Portland. Golden State was sweeping them, in it's four or five games, and that's what it, it's looking like. It's going to be now.
3: Yeah, you've, I mean. With well, Damian and CJ are two of the most talented guards in the league, but they just simply don't have enough firepower to keep up with them. Absolutely, well, and especially if Jonas Jerebko draining threes, then you know you're screwed. <laughs> that uh, that'll kind of put
0: the nail in the coffin if you're uh, if you're the Blazers. Um, one thing that's cool though is the brother matchup and Steph versus Seth Curry. Uh, that's been fun to watch. I mean. You know, obviously, one is, is head and shoulders better uh, than the other, but um, it is it is interesting to see brothers go head to head just for the sake of being brothers in the Western Conference Finals, which I think is the first time two brothers have faced each other in a conference finals history.
3: Yeah, I think you I think I saw that somewhere too. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. But I think uh, Steph's going to get the he's going to get the victory here.
0: He's going to get the upper hand, as he probably has gotten most of his life, being uh, the older brother. He is the older oh, yeah. brother. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Just just uh, confirming that. But back to the East talking about the Bucks and the Raptors. I mean, that was a a fun series. Of course it's on NBA on TNT and so it makes it even more compelling to watch because oh, know, the yeah. the pre and halftime and post-game shows are just incredible. You know, Shaq was he went out in the crowd last night and started chanting Barkley sucks and he got the whole crowd to go with him. That was really funny. Yeah.
3: They also pulled up uh the time that Charles Barkley got arrested in Milwaukee for fighting people. They pulled up his mugshot in the middle of the, the show.
0: That's so insane. Funny. That's insane. I mean they they have a filter but it's just like they, they come right up to the line and uh that's it's the best TV show to watch, hands down. I mean there's there's no Barkley's question about it. Dead
3: the best desk group of all time in any sport.
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean and and you take you take one of those pieces of the puzzle away and it's not the same. I mean, you know, you take you you change out the host and EJ, he meshes so well with those guys and even though Kenny Smith is like the third biggest personality, his insight and his knowledge just really enhances your your watching experience and the way they interact with one another um you can't take a piece out of that puzzle.
3: I uh, don't know, especially with Ernie. He he knows just when to let him go and just when to bring him back here. Yeah. With all Charles and Shaq. That, that is... Yeah, I think the... Go ahead. I think the Bucks will end up... Uh, Bucks will end up winning this series, I uh, think in about six games. Right. It'll probably be a six, seven-game series. The Bucks will win. And if... Both of our predictions are true. The Bucks will actually have home court advantage over the uh, Warriors in the finals.
0: Is that is that so? It is. I didn't realize that.
3: Because they had the better overall record and
0: they won their matchup against them this year. Well, that could that could be a game changer. And you know, what if Durant's not healthy? How do you how do you, I don't say attack, but how do you stop Giannis? You know, without you having Durant, you don't. You you can't. Um, I mean, the two best players in the NBA right now. Sorry, LeBron fans, but Giannis and Durant are the best two in the league. And to see them go head-to-head if Durant was healthy in the finals, would it's, 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 it's probably going to happen, like it or not, but uh, it would just be such compelling TV. So, oh, my gosh, it would be great. Fingers crossed for that. Uh, one more thing is we're talking to John Isaac Stafford here on the Galloway Podcast. You know, I kind of forget that I have a phone out and I'm recording because I feel like this is just kind of like every conversation we have. Um, but but John Beeline leaving uh, Memphis to go to the Ca- not excuse me not Memphis I'm thinking about Watford uh, leaving Michigan to go to the Cavs and coach Colin Sexton. Um, you know, a lot of the the Nate Oates hype this week and and maybe one reason that the the, um, the board approved his contract was was right after you know Beeline went to. Uh, Mich- yes. Left Michigan to go to Cleveland. A lot of people were saying, "What's going to happen with Michigan? Is Oates going to come to Michigan?" Which I think was was almost blasphemous and a and a not a great not a great take. But uh, he I is agree. he is from Michigan, and uh, Beeline's going to do probably a good job at Cleveland. You know, the NBA is a whole different ball game. But uh, what were your takeaways from um, him leaving Michigan and going to the Cavs? First, my first impression, I was just shocked because I mean.
3: You think of you don't really think of Michigan as being a power team. They right. just always are so boring, methodical. But they really are if you look back the past especially these past like five years, they've been one of the more elite teams in the country. And Velon has he worked his way from being a high school coach up to an assistant up to a head coach and he finally got that power five job I think back in like two thousand seven,
4: maybe at Michigan.
3: And he's never had any recruiting violations. They've always been a good program. So I think it's a good hire for uh, Cleveland. He knows the stuff, obviously. But uh, I was just shocked. I never thought he would have left there, especially with him being 66 years old.
0: Right. And and yeah. a lot of that stuff about Nate Oates was just noise to be noise. You know, people getting clicks oh, and, and talking about this, that, and the other. Because there's literally nothing to talk about right now besides – the uh, the NBA playoffs and the conference finals. I mean, there's nothing else going on. Yeah, the MLB is going on, but you're in that in that May lull, you know, and it's only it's only going down from here with um, you know June and July coming up. There's you know yeah.
3: But it's, I talking MLB. You got uh, a Junior got his first uh, home run. And he actually went back to back, or not back to back, but he had two home runs in his uh, first home run game.
0: That's big. So that's that big, I mean that I that headline that his name was surrounding the headlines for for weeks. You know when he made his debut. Um, but my my stance on it right now is just that the MLB is is you know the 162 games. It is just so long, and it needs to be because you you know you got to work through your. Your pitching rotation, you got to get your, you know, you got to sort out all the wins and losses. And but 162 games, I mean, is a long time. Um, Yeah, kind of boring. Kind of, kind of boring, especially when there's NBA playoffs going on and hockey playoffs. And oh, no disrespect to the hockey fans out there, I forgot that it that hunt for the Stanley Cup is going on. But I'm about as uninvolved as I could be when it comes to that.
3: I've been watching a little bit of it uh, starting, well, yeah, first round I just watched a couple of games, but recently I've been watching every game, every night, and playoff hockey is so fun.
0: Yeah, it is, it is. You know, I came home uh, and I turned on playoff hockey, I think the... uh I think it was during the semis of the Eastern Conference Finals, and I had, uh, I had playoff hockey on over the Eastern Conference Finals, and my dad kind of looked at me like I was crazy. He was like, what, what, what's gotten into you? Like, son, this semester, have you been watching hockey? <laughs> and he had that kind of look in his eye where he was, like, kind of frustrated. And I was like, uh, I mean, joking, of course, but um, it, is, it is fun to see the action. I haven't. Have you ever been to a game in person? I've
3: been to one game and it was up in Nashville and it is still to this day the most fun I've had at a uh, professional sports event.
0: Yeah, I need to. I definitely need to go and check it out. And I need to go with my dad because we're not hockey people. Um, but the sheer um, the skill of hockey and the sport of hockey is just you know when you're trying to wrap your brain around it, it's uh it really is fascinating. And so I'll I'll I'll, I'll get up to a game with him sometime and and maybe we'll change our minds. But for now. You know, it's it's a, it's an afterthought. It's it's soccer on ice with sticks and a whole <laughs> lot more contact. Yeah, a little bit more uh, punches thrown. So not really, Something, you know. A little more grittiness. This, that, and the other. Hey, well, uh, John Isaac, pleasure talking to you, as always, on the Galloway Podcast. Guys, you can follow him oh, yeah. on Twitter at J.I. Stafford, 18, for... Um, some quality Twitter content. I would highly recommend it. John Isaac, thank you so much for joining, and uh, it was a great conversation. I'd I'd call it shooting the breeze.
3: Oh yeah, thanks for having me on. It was a great time, and love to be on here again. There is no doubt
0: that you will be hearing from John Isaac Stafford in the later summer and especially in the fall once football season gets a rocking and rolling. In Tuscaloosa, that's just a couple months away, and uh, we're a hundred. Today marks the official 100 days away from college football. Alabama is 106 days away from kickoff, but college football, in and of itself, is only 100 days away. So, John Isaac will be doing a lot of football conversation with him in the fall, um, and I'm looking forward to that. But in the meantime. We have a third and final interview with the one, the only, Luke Ratliff. Of course, you probably know who he is from Twitter. You can follow him at fluffopotamus 88 But here is a wonderful conversation with Luke, and we talk about truly uh, everything you can imagine from pencils and pens to Alabama softball. So without further ado, here is Luke Ratliff. And our third and final call-in guest for the Galloway Podcast here on Episode 16 is Alabama's student and I guess you call him Twitter personality, Luke Ratliff. Luke joins the program now. Luke, how are you and where are you? Uh,
4: Bob, thanks for having me on your podcast. Uh, I'm currently driving back from my home in North Carolina. Uh, I'm driving back to Tuscaloosa for the softball regionals this weekend. Uh, really excited. Bama softball, you know, they uh, they won the SEC regular season tournament. Regular season, excuse me, they, the SEC tournament. They got cheated by uh, Florida and Kelly Barnhill, who cheats on every pitch. But that's okay, <laughs> it's fine. You know, they're an eight, seed, eight overall seed in the NCAA tournament. They're hosting a regional this weekend. And I'm going to be there to see them.
0: Well uh how are, you? how are you Bill? It's good to be on your podcast. You? I'm 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 doing I'm doing well. Um I you know I introduced you at the very beginning of the show talking about you know who's coming up and what's on today's lineup and I said we've uh we've got Luke he's driving back from South Carolina so I apologize and misinformed all the media I forgot you're from North Carolina not South Carolina. Uh but yeah, you know what sir. I'm I'm doing pretty well. I'll, I'll tell you what I, uh, earlier this morning, I went to Office Depot, right? And and Office Depot's got a lot of good supplies, but uh, you know, one thing they fancied themselves in is pens. They have a lot of pens, a lot of Sharpies, a lot of markers, a lot of pencils, etc. I found a $60 pen, and I'm still baffled at the fact that somebody would spend $60 on a writing utensil. So that's what's occupying my mind right now. Other than that, I'm doing well. Life is good. Summertime. Passed my summer school class. And, uh, yeah.
4: Well, that's good. I'm proud of
0: you. Thank you. Thank you. Would you... I guess we can make this the Galloway Podcast uh, question of the week. Would you spend $60 on a writing utensil? Oh,
4: you're asking me.
0: Um, I'm asking you.
4: Okay. Uh, what I spend sixty dollars. Well, it, there's a couple of factors
0: that go into that. Uh, was is it new or pre-owned? It's uh, it's new, who right? Makes it? Right out of the it's package. Okay,
4: that's
0: good. Um, it was who some. Makes it? it was some fancy pen company. I didn't I didn't get the name of it. Actually, no, I did.
4: Well, I put, know, if, if what, here. Let's let blow all this off. Let's let's, let's. cross. I, I put about it, about it on my Facebook Snapchat. Again. I put let's, it on my snap. Okay, all right. That's very nice. Very good. Cross let's pin. Talk about the okay, very good. Uh, let's not even talk about the sixty. Very good. Let's not even talk about the sixty dollar pen. Let's talk about which pen currently on the market you would pay the most. For.
0: Ticonderoga. For
4: me, for me, the pen I would pay the most for is the Pilot G Two. Second, it would be the Zebra Seal pen. Your thoughts?
0: Um, the Pilot G Two is a staple and a nationally renowned pen for sure. And, uh, you know, I don't, I'm not too in touch with my pen game, but uh, I know Ticonderoga has the best pencils on the market, and you cannot argue with me about that. If Ticonderoga made pens, which they probably do, I would, I would probably pay some fraction of $60 for a Ticonderoga pen, so that's where I stand on that.
4: Yeah, you know, I, I've always I have a strong opinion on this. I don't like pencils. I, I don't like pencils at all. I feel like pencils are for grade schoolers and uh, look, high school students who take in
0: the grade tests. Look, I mean, we're I, just I we're just in fourteenth and fifteenth and sixteenth grade. I mean, that's we're just in a continuation of grade school.
4: Okay, very good. Um, but yes, the Pilot g tip pen. Now let's expand. Let's expand on this. If, what is your favorite color? of the
0: pilot
4: G two pen. Blue. Blue? Blue. Okay, but about you? Black. I, okay. I don't see why you
2: use a pen that's not black. That was a great
0: question. Yeah it, It's acceptable to use a blue pen on a check, I'll say that. It's not it's not preferred, but it's acceptable. Okay. Very good. Okay, well we're talking with Luke Ratliff on the Galloway podcast. Um let's get down let's get down to some serious discussions, okay? You know, enough of this pen garbage. Let's talk about something that really doesn't matter, Game of Thrones.
4: Oh, I, I, have, I have opinions on this. Uh, I, don't, I, I don't really talk about, I don't really put down people who watch whatever or eat whatever or whatever. I don't care, right? Right. I am. I rate over every Sunday night. And I've tried, I've tried, but it seems like every week there's like a new character, somebody spells something a different way. I've tried muting words on twitter.com to where I do not have to see this Game of Thrones nonsense. Yeah. Uh, if you're, I mean, I don't understand it, first of all, if you're into that sort of stuff, like the dragons.
0: It's, a, it's, an, adult, this game. it's an adult version of Dragon Tales.
4: Well, no, because Dragon Tales was actually entertaining. Uh, I don't think that's very
0: well just 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 go with me here just go with me here
4: okay all right but i don't i don't like it you know it seems like every week there's a new like character spells their name weird and i have to go through and block them my block list my unit list of words on twitter is at least i mean not to exaggerate here but i want not get this number right i think it's about five pages long if you had to print it out <laughs> just, just
0: of, of names with U's and Z's and R's and L's all combined to make some type of
4: I, I, I mean how about, first of all let's go after the show creator here George R.R. R. Martin alright how about some good names first of all your name if you're George R. R. Martin why do you need two middle names
0: what makes you so special to have more than one middle name nothing I
4: that. that that blows my mind I mean what
0: there's, there's people out there today that are being born. Like, people are naming their children without middle names. You have two of them? <laughs> How selfish. Come on. Hey, I'll tell you what, too. You know, I was... I You were probably watching this, too, but the Warriors uh, Rockets was on the other night. I think it was game six last week. And uh, the it was on TNT, and they flashed to this, this girl sitting courtside. And all of a sudden, it goes to the announcer, and he's saying, The mother, the slayer of dragons you know, the queen of the dark world or whatever. And I'm like, I wouldn't recognize that woman from Adam's house cat if she came up and slapped me in the face. Who is that? And apparently it's some dragon queen lady. I don't know. Did you see that? I
4: believe, I, yeah, I believe the proper term is mother of dragons, which is, you know, because I've always thought, I didn't think, like, a woman could birth dragons, but even in that world, but I don't, I don't. Here's the thing, too. Here's the thing. It's getting back to the Game of Thrones it always pops up on my feet, like, and these people Sunday, apparently something went wrong, and they were like, this doesn't make sense, why would this episode do this, this does not make sense, but we've got, in the show, you have, like, dragons, and they're, they're breathing fire, and you've got a woman that birthed dragons, and... I- there's a guy you call the mountain of it, and you're, uh, none of it makes See, sense. See, I, I don't,
0: it, I, I it haven't even looked this sense. far into it. Yeah, that don't make no sense. Very things, good, very things,
4: literal into the words. That things don't make no sense. Things That's you would no rather sense. put this. Bill, I want you to tweet this out right now. In a poll, this is a poll that don't make no sense. Yes or no? <laughs> I want you to do that right now.
0: A third option yeah, needs.
4: English,
0: right? A third option needs to be perhaps. <laughs> you
4: know
0: what? Just to use big vocabulary, you know. Uh, our good friend Colton Houston, he was tweeting about. We we're tweeting about mint tea from. Uh, oh, where was it? That fine establishment, <laughs> hooligans, hooligans. <laughs> and yeah. and Colton Colton started using his Harvard vocabulary, and I felt extremely left out. He said. It? He said no. I gotta. I gotta find this. I'm scrolling through Twitter right now. We were talking about uh, the mint tea. Have you ever had the mint tea from uh, Hooligans? I
4: had almost everything on the mint from Hooligans. Honestly, I want the man from Hooligans to cater my family Thanksgiving.
0: You know that is not too American, but that I think that would probably be pretty good. No, it'd be great. Um, oh, here we go, here we go. It was hiding in the, it was hiding. So, um, oh, he asked me to rank the menu items at Hooligans in order of what goes best with mint tea and what goes worst with mint tea. And also, he said, underrated delicacy, Hooligans Mint Tea. And I said, I don't think I've ever had m- more mixed feelings about a drink. It's good, but I don't know how good it really is. It depends on what you get to eat with it, which is a very, 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 important fact that it depends what you get with this tea um when you eat it and he said nuanced mint tea opinion haver bill galloway and i tell you what i had to I, i've heard nuance but i had to do a little definition check because he went all harvard on me and i didn't know the word so i responded yes. with colton i'm not one for such posh vocabulary words and i thought that was an appropriate response
4: oh uh, yes the hard the the the
0: Ever elusive word, nuance. Yes. Yeah. It's not on my level. Yeah. Okay. Very nice. All right. So we've got our uh, game. Of, we've got our Game of Thrones chit chat out of the way. We've got our vocab uh, uh, lesson for the day out of the way. Nuanced. Everyone, go Google that. Um, and uh, let's let's see what's next here. We are. We're going to hit. Oh, the Braves, the Atlanta Braves, talking with Luke Ratliff on the Galloway podcast. Luke. Did you see the Braves game last night at all, or the video of the security guard uh, tackling the streaker on the field?
4: Well, here's what I want to say before I answer this, okay? Lots of stuff going on with the Atlanta Braves yesterday. They're One of their top prospects, we've been, he's been in Quinet, I'm a Braves fan, he's been in Gwinnett, uh with the A Stripers who blocked me on Twitter. Right. The Triple A Gwinnett Stripers, He's been tearing it up. I think he's had ten home runs in the past month or so. He's batting like three eighty seven something. Some some strange number. I don't fact check me on that. But some it's probably otherworldly number. It's pretty high. And yesterday, the Braves finally pulled the trigger. They put Ender the say the center fielder, on the DL. They called up Austin Riley. To play left field, they moved Ronald Kenya to center field, and it was one—it was one of the most anticipated uh, debuts, MLB debuts in recent Braves history, besides Ronald Kenya. And he didn't disappoint. He got out there and he hit a homer in the second at bat. Uh, but that—that's not the story. Let's let's divert from that. The story is that in the eighth inning, I think it was the eighth inning the Braves had a fan to run on the field in the top of the inning.
0: yes and, and it was not for beating, beating the, the freeze sure it the was I implore, this was unscheduled the freeze
4: no. I, here's, here's the thing I implore everyone listening to watch this video. he did a great job he made one fatal mistake and he ran himself into a quarter a corner uh, they're behind home plate and the security guard head first. Trucked him into the brick wall. It and, is the hardest hit. Everyone in the stadium gasped. There, was, there had to have been at least twenty five thousand people in the stadium. All of them took a deep breath. Right there, it, it was. It was.
0: And, and that that security guard may. And I saw that video this morning. That security guard may or may not have been Reuben Foster dressed up as an Atlanta Braves security detail officer.
4: You know what? You know what?
0: Maybe. Perhaps. I, I'm, I'm convinced it was him. However, if you haven't seen the video, go check it out because that was part of a big day for the Braves yesterday, like Luke was saying. Bringing, uh, bringing him up from, from AAA was, was kind of a no-brainer. Um, he's been playing so well, and uh, the Braves are currently sitting in second in the NL East at 22-21, two and a half games behind the Phillies, uh, the, the hated Philadelphia Phillies. From your perspective, right, Luke?
4: The Phillies, here's the thing. You know, they go out and my beat's not as much with the Phillies. I hate the Phillies. I hate the Nationals even more. Uh, And the Mets. I hate the Mets most. If I could, here's a list. All right, we're going to make a list. All right. Of my top, my most hated NL East teams from four to one, from bottom to top, ranking in order of least hated to most hated. All right, number four. Miami
0: Marlins Mar- 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 number 4
4: th- The Philadelphia Phillies number 2 the Washington Nationals number 1 as a Braves fan for the re- for all my life the New York Mets I hate the
0: New York Mets and why and is that just because you're a Braves fan in general and you you respect yeah. history well, I mean,
4: you grow you grow up a Braves fan, you know, I watched Chipper Jones dismantle the New York Mets for you know, Big Shabby was talking about it last night on the ESPN broadcast, talking about how Chipper just dismantled that franchise. Yeah. You know, every time he played especially in Shea Stadium in New York. Obliterated the Mets and their pitching staff just for many, many, many years. Most of my lifetime. And I got the privilege of watching that and uh, seeing the Mets fans disdain for the Atlanta Braves and Chipper Jones especially. And I just hate the Mets. They're a bunch of whiners. Their uh, they're players are they're a bunch of compilers. Uh, they compile stats uh, without really winning much. I just really do not like the New York Mets.
0: That's fair. That's fair. Um, Luke, let me, ask you, let me ask you something on a little bit more serious note uh... there's been a lot of discussion about the ncaa letting players uh... be reimbursed for uh... the image of using their likeness and uh... and kind of their name getting out there and there's a possibility of ncaa returning on the xbox playstation game consoles etc. Um, what are your thoughts on the possibility of those games coming back and players being uh... reimbursed for using their image it's long
4: past time. It's long past due that this happens. Uh, you know, if you watch, I remember years ago watching it. Didn't really matter to me till then. I remember watching that ESPN thirty for thirty about the Fab Five, and Jalen Rose says that he walked past the school bookstore on campus, and there was his name uh, on the jersey that they were that the school was selling, and he didn't get a dime of it. You know, at the very least. That's that's what they deserve. As a very now, now, that's a separate conversation. Uh, if you're talking, you know, between this and uh, paying the athletes some amount of money, but deserve a little bit. Like
0: for using their likeness, like especially in the video game, like you said. Luke, we've got you. We've, we've got you 9%. going. We've got you going in and out here. You were saying okay, you are right, saying Jalen Rose. Make... Let's backtrack a little so. bit. You're saying Jalen Rose, and then continue. We're losing Luke Ratliff here on the Galloway podcast. We're hoping he can come back, and we're talking uh, to the Alabama student. You can follow him on Twitter at Fluffopotamus88, and um, we're going to retry the phone call and try and get in touch with him. But you know, it's it's. It's interesting that all this is going down. Um, You know, you think about the Ed O'Bannon case and everything that happened there. Will these players ever be fully compensated for using their image and likeness? No. But um, there's a a huge issue has been how much are players worth to the university? Because to me, I fully believe that Tua Tungvaloa is worth more to the University of Alabama uh, than President Stuart Bell. Luke, welcome back in here on the podcast. Sorry we had a little uh phone break up there.
4: Oh no, that's fine. I I apologize for the phone signal. I have uh I'm driving through the middle of Georgia right now, so there's ah, not very yes. much signal here. We're just lucky that they but there have aren't
0: teams. there aren't many <laughs> there aren't many national championships either. No,
4: that's true.
0: Um but we're talking about I was I just brought up the Ed O'Bannon case while uh I lost you on the phone, but we were talking about um, that and players being compensated for the, using the image of their likeness. We actually talked about this earlier on the podcast with some of the head coach tees uh, guys uh, discussing their product and, and using NCA players and NCA coaches. But, you know, when you think about it, Tua's name alone is worth more to the University of Alabama than President Bell. You know, and I, I don't mean to sound accuse. I'm not accusing anybody of anything or not, you know, demeaning anybody, but Tua Tungavailoa brings you know, is, is brings more to the image of the university than the President does, which is crazy, but it's the truth.
4: Absolutely, you know, because when you think about as of the year, as in every fiscal year when the University of Alabama uh, posts what uh, they made in athletics, you gotta think that like a name like Tua is getting because you can go in every college football fan's house right now. And say Tua it and they'll say quarterback for Alabama. But you can also say Doctor Stewart Stewart Bell, and they have no clue.
1: Right, right, right.
4: It's that type of exposure that these athletes are getting that makes them so valuable. Right, and that, like the least we can do if you're the, the least you can do if you're the NCAA is at least think about yeah you know, at least think about repaying them for using their likeness and their image and uh, their products. Like like we said earlier, the uh, NCAA football video
0: game. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's players that are obviously, and I think Mark Ingram was on the cover one year. Like, obviously it's Mark Ingram, but it says HB for halfback, number 22. Well, obviously we know that's Mark Ingram. You're using his picture uh, on your cover, and he's not getting a dime. Which is right. which is over the top but um, as we talked with Luke here on the podcast Luke one one of those college athletes is uh, is Daniel Purfoy from Auburn and uh, you know your, your, your good buddy Danielle you will go you'll go way back um, but you know one thing he said this week and this doesn't really have to do with this this is switching gears a little bit taking things back to the Final Four. This is where the Auburn fans all turn off the podcast because they don't want to hear us talk about this. But uh, Brandon Marcello tweeted yesterday. He said, uh, Auburn's Danielle Purfoy opened up on the Final Four and how Texas Tech players told Auburn they wanted no piece of the Tigers in the national championship. And uh, he said this all, this was recently, but here's the catch. He, the quote he said was, quote, they cheated us, end quote. And here's the platform that he used. He was making an appearance on a Twitch with uh, playing Fortnite with an Auburn fan streamer, and so this is just. I, I tried to talk about this with uh, with the second caller, John Isaac Stafford, earlier, but I don't even know what to br- what to make of this news. A, you know, we're we're revisiting the fact that Auburn players think they were cheated. You know, they cheat quote they cheated us, and also you're using you're using news from a Twitch stream on Fortnite, which. If we started quoting people for the stuff they said on Fortnite, I mean, I don't even. This is this isn't real. I don't. Like I said earlier, I don't even know what to think of all this. This is stupid. Yeah,
4: you know, I've got, I've got some thought, a couple of thoughts on this. Number one, first and foremost, what does you know a credit journalist, uh, Brandon Marcello, doing watching you know? 19 20 21 year old people play video games
0: for tonight not
4: even him, not even him playing video games like that watching other people play video games and stream it on their computers. was he what does he do does he has not have anything better to do this is my whole like thank you like I don't do this I'm not you know a name like Brandon Marcello, right Right. I don't do this because I'm too busy living in the real world, right? I'm a, I'm, I got stuff to do. I'm a busy man, right? I'm right. not too so hungry for a scoop that I'm listening to a college athlete play video games just to hear whatever I got, you know, whatever he puts out there just to hear it. And then there's my scoop. Uh, second of all, they cheated. Who cares? Who cares? You know, you know they cheated us out of the game. They make it sound like you were going to win anyways. Right. Yeah. And I I watch that game. That makes it when you say they cheated us. That makes it sound like you're going to win, anyways. You know what? You know what? And
0: and you know what? If
4: you want to win, if you want to win, if you want to win, don't foul on the last second shot. There you go. That, that's all you got. to Don't foul. Don't foul. And they clearly fouled. And I don't. Uh, it's 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 so savory to me, me to. Hear this,
0: especially from the players. You know they cheated us. And, and, they cheated us. And you also, play play a, a third thing is saying that Auburn players are saying, "Oh, the Texas Tech players didn't want any any piece of us." That oh, is I that is you know, just just, just that's just crap. Because here's why: if you're a competitor, you want to play really good teams. You want to, and, and it's saying, "Oh yeah, you know that's that's just arrogant saying no one wanted a piece of you. Everyone wanted a piece of you. Alabama wanted a piece of you, Alabama piece of you but Alabama." That's a, that's a whole different soapbox that I'm, I could get on but a, a good a good competitor would want to play somebody would want to be competitive and I don't know A, don't say they cheated us don't don't, don't point fingers at other people when you got three fingers pointing right back at yourself and don't say someone else didn't want any piece of part, any piece of you because they're real competitors too and guess what they wanted just as much of you as you wanted of them and maybe you're speaking out of fear because you didn't want any part of Texas Tech.
4: That's all that's why I think about it, you know. But here's the thing, here's the thing, here's the funny thing. I guess we'll never know if Texas Tech really wanted Auburn or not. If they didn't want Auburn, they wanted Virginia and they still lost. Who cares? Grow up, everyone just grow up. Stop being dramatic for a second. Think about yourself. Take responsibility for your own actions and grow up.
0: Amen. Amen. I'm smashing the retweet button.
4: I'm, I'm so I, like I'm so tired of this. I'm tired of it, you know. Because who wants to sit here? Who wants to sit here and say oh, and listen to somebody's whine about? Ooh,
0: they cheated us. No, who cares? Win the game. This this Play isn't this isn't third grade PE basketball. I mean, come on. They cheated. Whatever. Grow up. Get out. Get out of here. You know who's not going anywhere, Luke. Changing topics. Alabama softball, they're not going anywhere. In fact, you're going places, you're traveling 500 miles to go see them play in the Rhodes House. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about some winners and, and a team that plays like champions. Um, despite, you know, a- Alabama could say, oh, they cheated us. We're, we're, we're better than the eighth-ranked team in the country, but they're using that as motivation to go uh, into this postseason and play in their 21st regional tournament um, this weekend at the Rhodes House. Talk about Alabama softball and what you've seen from their regular season win, um, regular season conference win, and then they're running the SEC tournament and where where they're going from here in the NCAA tournament. You know this team is the
4: 2013 team 23. That's what they're called. Uh, this team's something special because you've got pitcher SEC pitcher of the year Sarah Cornell, and you got three three girl rotation. You got Sarah Cornell. SEC Pitcher of the Year. SEC Freshman of the Year, Montana Fouts, who's amazing. And then you've got Jico Transfer, Crystal Goodman. I call her Crazy Crystal because she's got this drop ball she throws, and there's no way you're
0: hitting it. There's nope. no way. It's I crazy. couldn't hit it. You couldn't hit it. Yeah. No one in the SEC yeah. can hit it.
4: That's right. And, you know, Serrat, and that lineup is just stacked with solid hitter after solid hitter after solid hitter and base runner after base runner after base runner. You know, it, Aly- Alyssa Brown, I think she – Last game of the season Next last game of the season She recorded her Third hundred career st- Stolen base Which is Awesome So awesome So when she gets on base She's basically A standing green light There standing first base Right uh, Alabama's such a good Solid team Solid softball team Got good uh, Good pitching uh, They got good Run support Typically It didn't show Very much in the uh, SEC championship game But that's beside the point That's another conversation But Alabama, they're seeded eighth, eighth national seed, which I think is far low because I don't think there's seven teams in the country that are definitively better or has a better resume.
0: No, like I said the other day, if there's seven teams in the country that are better than Alabama, I'll eat a shoe.
4: That's right. As much as I want to see you eat a shoe, you're right. There's not seven teams better than Alabama. Uh, But, you know, you play the cards, you're dead. You play the you play the hand you're dealt. And exactly. Alabama's got great, great great regional coming up. We're recording this podcast on Thursday. Uh, tomorrow is Friday. Uh, Alabama takes Alabama State. Also in this regional pod is Arizona State Lipscomb. It's going to be really, really fun to watch. And everyone who listens to, listens to this needs to, at some point this weekend, come out and see uh, the girls play
0: softball. It's going to yeah, be house. It's the best best softball stadium in the country If you' the country as well. If you're in Tuscaloosa and you're not in Rhodes Stadium this weekend then uh, then you're in Tuscaloosa for the wrong reasons because Arizona State's facing Lipscomb at three on Friday, Alabama versus Alabama State at 530. Um, that Alabama game will be on ESPNU. Um, but this is going to be a good regional you know it's double elimination as always. Um, and Alabama is making its 21st consecutive uh, postseason appearance in the NCAA tournament. And like you said earlier, this is Team 23. This is 21 out of 23 years uh, that Alabama, and 21 consecutive that Alabama's made the tournament. And for a majority of those, they've been a host, uh, a regional host. And so this is, uh, this is nothing new to Alabama. This is nothing new to Patrick Murphy. Um, the tides currently 52-7. And they're 23-3 and at home, and I would not expect to see Alabama drop a single game this weekend.
4: I wouldn't either. I, I'm, it's going to be very fun to watch. Alabama's going to come out playing with a chip on their shoulder uh, like they have all year. You know, preseason picked eighth, so eighth in the conference, eighth, finished eighth in the conference. And uh, they came out, they won 33 games in a row, finished off the season uh, at 52-3. and was it 52 and 3, 52, 4, something like that?
2: 50,
0: uh, something in 6. Something in 6. six I'm sorry. 50 I'm and 6 something. is what it was, I believe.
4: Yeah. But they came through. Uh, they're going to be playing with a chip on their shoulder. And it's going to be really fun to watch these girls get out there. And I'm telling you now, this team has the potential to go all the way. There's no doubt about that. The road's tough because of the seeding and all that. But this team has potential to go all the way.
0: In Alabama's quarter of the bracket, you've got uh, Alabama's the eight seed. At the top of the bracket is the one seed Oklahoma. And, uh, you know, they they do it. They seed the teams and the hosts. There's 16 hosts. So they seed them one through 16. Well, guess who's the number one, Oklahoma. Guess who they're playing? UMBC. That's right, guys. UMBC is playing the top-ranked school, and you can only think what could happen. Um, now, Oklahoma is, is, by and large, the best team in the country, um, but it just the, the, for the sake of the storyline, UMBC playing the number one seed just makes me laugh. Of course. And, and, uh, and my brother, who attends UVA, and my dad, who is a grad of UVA, are both not at the house where I'm recording right now, and so this is, I'm safe to say that out loud.
4: Well, that's like, I, you know, I was a little bit worried about your health when you started this UMBC tangent, you know, if somebody there would hear it. But I'm glad you confirmed this, uh, and you live to see another
0: day. I live, day totally I live to see another day. I live, You know, that's, that's what it's all about. Um, talking with Luke Ratliff on the Galloway podcast, I was telling John Isaac earlier uh, in, the, in the previous interview, I was telling him I played a little bit of golf yesterday. And, uh, and I parred 18. We played nine holes, me and my buddy, and I parred 18. How's your, how's your golf game?
4: Well, you know, I've played a lot of golf since I've come home for, month, for the summer. i play played a lot of golf. Uh, I, don't, I like to play nine holes at a time because it's so hot, and I can only go out in the middle of the day. Um, I went out the other day, par 36 scores near my house, uh, first nine holes. I uh, shot 38, came back the next day, shot 39. I'm playing I'm play pretty well. Pretty, pretty well. Um, not to brag or anything, but, yeah. I've seen you uh, on Twitter yesterday. You posted a video of you at the golf course, and I think you were hitting a uh, three hybrid, a hybrid club into a bar three. So, uh, um, things get better.
0: I can neither confirm nor deny these allegations. In an ongoing investigation, it's best that I plead the fifth you
4: go. You
0: know, I, I I do that in life, but not as much in golf. You know, in golf, when you when you're not playing, when no one's watching, uh, there's there's a lot that's fair game. Kicking, you know, kicking the ball forward six feet, getting out of the rough, etc. etc. Well, I mean, but I'm not going to give away my tips of the trade. All right. Well, this has been uh, Luke. Do you have anything else to add? Um, um, viewer viewer discretion is viewer um, discretion is advised.
4: Yeah, follow me on Twitter at Fluffopodmus 88 I'll spell that for you. At f l u f f o p o t a m u s eight eight. Again, Fluffopodmus 88 Follow me on there. Uh, recently eclipsed 3,300 followers, so that's pretty cool, I guess. On that. That's a lot. 3,300. Thirty-three hundred lost souls. If you ask
0: me, I can't. I can't count bummer. that. Thirty-three hundred people who have lost their brain cells. That's right. You're one of. Them. I have no more brain cells, and yeah, that's about all. Um. Well, Luke, thanks for coming on. I really enjoy, you know, shooting the breeze, and uh, and catching up with you, and talking a little Bama softball, and uh, all of the above. Oh yeah, I appreciate. I appreciate you having me on you gonna do my, you going to do my kicker for the week? Your what? My kicker, the, the quote that I say at the end of every podcast? Yeah. All right, go for it.
4: Oh, I'm supposed to make something
0: up. Okay. no, 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 no. no that's not it. I already I already have something. See, guys, this is uh, this is evidence. I'm just proving a point that Luke doesn't listen to my podcast, and so I have to have oh. him on as a guest in order for him to listen. You know, you know, the spiel at the end of every show where I go, there's the right way, there's the wrong way, and there's the Galloway? Oh, uh,
4: yeah, that one. I, yeah, you know I'll listen. I mean,
0: yeah. I'm just calling okay. you out. I'm just so calling tell you
4: me, out. tell me when you're ready. I'll, I'll say it.
0: All right. Uh, well, first of all, we just want to thank all the listeners for sticking with us this far. Um, if you listen to some of it, if you listen to all of it, we greatly appreciate it. Um, we hope you have a fantastic summer. And uh, personally, I will be in and out the whole summer. I'm going to camp this weekend, and uh, we don't I, don't. I don't know when I'm going to do my next one. Um, and so I hope you enjoy this one for a while. Listen to it a couple of times. Listen to the previous episode, uh, Talking Alabama Football with Jay Barker, and uh, follow me on Twitter. Please tweet any questions, comments, concerns to at WM underscore Galloway. Uh, really want to thank you for taking your time to listen to what we have to say. And Luke. What do, you, what do you say?
4: There's the right way, there's the wrong way, and then there's the Galloway.
0: Amen, brother. Thank you all for listening, and I hope you all have a wonderful summer. I'll talk to you very soon next po- on the next podcast, which is at a to-be-determined date.